Hey friend, do you remember where we stopped last week? I had asked you a question. Think about this scenario. There's a birthday party at home and obviously there's cake. How many of us while struggling to lose weight or have some other chronic illnesses have decided, okay, today is a special day and I'm going to have just cake for dinner, nothing else. So I probably will still be within my permitted calories. I've done this so many times. So just think about that and we will continue from here in the next episode. Remember that in today's podcast we are taking off from where we left. And this episode is titled Can you have your cake and eat it too? By the end of this talk I'm guessing that I may not be a crowd favorite. Be that as it may, welcome to the Wellberry. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, I'm Nirmala and this is my way of sharing with you my own learning experiences as I worked on myself to lose weight and bring diabetes under control. I am a general physician and I'm also certified by the American Nutrition Association. In this podcast, we look at practical ways in which we can address chronic health issues like diabetes, obesity, metabolic syndrome, autoimmune disorders, and I do this by sharing what I know today because of my own wellness journey. Being free from diabetes and being free from pain, the feeling is indescribable. And through this podcast, I want to reach out to you so that you have the knowledge and the tools to get on that path to wellness. Before we get into the discussion for today, here's the disclaimer. This podcast is not a substitute for a medical consultation. All that I'm doing here is sharing my own experiences and giving you pointers to help you look into various health-related issues. If you do want to address health issues that you have, then you need to consult with a professional for guidance. So let's get started. Many of us tend to eat what we want to as long as we stay within the decided calories and if we are to be completely honest with ourselves, it's as long as we don't put on weight. So many people need to have that one piece of chocolate or something sweet after a meal. Some people need to have something as soon as they're sitting down to have a meal. Sweet in the form of jaggery or maybe some dessert like jalebis, gulab jamuns, roshagulla. I can already sense myself drooling. We feed children with idlis and sugar or rotis with ghee and sugar. For a person with a good metabolism where everything they eat is digested well and utilized by the body and they don't have vague, unexplainable aches and pains or metabolic illnesses, they can definitely do this and also get away with it. That's why a lot of the youth can probably eat what they want and their body can handle it. For a majority of people, food doesn't go and settle down as fat cushions in various parts of the body. But what about people who have issues with weight gain or diabetes or other hormonal issues or let's say fatty liver or maybe autoimmune problems? What about people like us? Can we handle that sugary fizz, the cloud-like pastry or the molasses-like syrup-coated foods? The fact is that we can't. 
and the more we keep attempting to do this the more we are beating up an already slow and struggling metabolism we need to remember that humans are created as hunters and gatherers so for many 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 years the human race was eating food which they could pluck from trees or shrubs or they would hunt the animal down in the forest or probably catch fish from the river if we look at these foods they were all whole foods unprocessed and cooked or roasted as a whole so if the hunter gatherer was having something sweet it was usually berries or some other wild fruit fast forward to 45 50 years back when i was a child let's look at what people ate food was usually made at home sweets were made for an occasion and there would be some left over for the week but usually never more than that now let's look at how we eat today if i have a hankering for a fudge brownie it's just a phone tap away all i need to do is open an app and order today i can stock my pantry with biscuits chocolates packaged snacks of all kinds breakfast can be out of a box or a packet or even that i can just order or else i try to stay healthy and eat oats or muesli with milk and a wee bit of sugar lunch is usually something rushed in the office dinner again is based on how busy my day has been or how tired i feel so i may order in or i may heat up a frozen dinner or maybe just make some noodles out of a packet on a good day i will cook from scratch sounds familiar now how does all this affect us at an intellectual level we know that eating food out of a packet let's say potato chips or biscuits they have absolutely no nourishment in them we know this our intellect has this figured out but it tastes so darn good and we keep reaching out for more and more and we give ourselves the permission to do this what's more we have packaged foods that convince us that they have vitamins and minerals in them and hence it's fine to have them doc i was working till 2 in the morning absolutely no time to sit down and have dinner so i just sat at my system and i had a packet of chips and a diet cola doc very often at the office i just have biscuits for lunch and i have a cup of tea this is so common isn't it haven't we all done that so we are looking at what kind of foods our body really needs but before that we need to understand what foods our body doesn't need and why while preparing for today's podcast i googled the list of ingredients used by some very popular brands so here's one for potato chips dried potatoes olestra maltodextrin rice flour some additives wheat starch salt dextrose and then some vitamins like e vitamin a k and d let's break down the ingredients dried potatoes fine it's potato chips now olestra what is it it's a synthetic substance that's produced by mixing sugar or sucrose with edible oils like soya bean oil and this substance is not absorbed by the body it may seem like a good thing right but we are putting food into the body and a big part of this food cannot be absorbed 
food is meant to be broken down and absorbed for nourishment that's how we get energy now get this off late olestra is banned in canada and europe but not in the us then these chips have got dextrose why because dextrose again is a form of sugar that makes everything taste so yum can you stop at one potato chip can you stop at 10 potato chips i think that most of us can sit down and munch on a whole packet and still want more so basically they make food that has no nourishment in it and then fool us further by adding teeny tiny bits of vitamin and then get us hooked further by adding sugar want to have potatoes and by the way there's no need to demonize potato potato by itself is good because it's got protein it's got fiber it's also got starch of course have potato sabzi have veggies made at home or put potato in your stew or potatoes and meat roast once in a while you can have the crunchy chips made at home or buy it at a shop where you know they're not adding sugar to the potatoes as far as possible opt out of having them from a package that has over 6 months expiry on it next i thought to myself let me look at the ingredients in one of the most popular chocolate drinks that children and even adults in india have here are the ingredients malted barley sugar wheat flour milk solids minerals wheat gluten some additives glucose salt cocoa powder vitamins and then flavoring substances notice something here it's a chocolate drink and cocoa is just about mentioned in there it's like oh by the way there's cocoa there too can you see how it's got sugar and glucose why wouldn't children and even adults absolutely love it there's another brand of chocolate drink that uses a seaweed called carrageenan it's used to give the milk a thick texture do you know what carrageenan is actually used for it's used in research settings to actually mimic inflammation it's known to cause irritable bowels and bloating and with prolonged use inflammation now why would we give this to our children we give this because we have been bombarded with information that these products are fortified with minerals and vitamins and that they actually help the child grow it's so processed and laden with sugar that children make no fuss to drink it you know what people who make money out of this they have a lot of soul searching to do there's wheat gluten in a chocolate drink heard of gluten allergies if we keep feeding children with a substance that can cause allergies then we are probably pushing the body into developing a food intolerance cocoa or chocolate powder by itself is good it was used by the mayans for its healing properties so by all means we can enjoy it with milk but we should do it without the sugar and if sweetness is absolutely required and there's no issue of diabetes or obesity then maybe a little organic honey can be used or maybe natural unadulterated maple syrup when we were children our mothers would have to prod us or even threaten us numerous times to drink that one glass of milk why because it wasn't sugary sweet 
and it didn't have artificial flavors. What I'm trying to emphasize here is that when we want to rectify a slow metabolism, it's important to realize that food is for energy and the quality of food that we eat matters. We need to give the body nourishment that it can use. Now let's look at another common food, Maida or our version of the all-purpose flour. Looks lovely and white like snow and it can be stretched and beaten and prodded into any kind of shape. It's the main ingredient in most packaged bread, in pastries, biscuits and even used to thicken gravies. What's Maida? Maida is made from the center portion of wheat grain which is only the starch. The grain is stripped of all fiber, vitamins and what remains is the white powder that all of us have come to enjoy. Cornstarch too is prepared in the same way. So when we regularly order naan or kulcha or eat bread or order pizza or regular pasta, we need to know that what we are eating is food but it only gives us calories and no nourishment and the body would probably just store it up. I know I sound like a complete killjoy, but bear with me. I'm here to help you feel well, and with time, I'll also help you make healthy and yet delicious food choices. Next, let's look at all the bottle things. First, all the colas and fruit-flavored sodas. They have high amounts of sugar and flavoring agents. The so-called energy drinks, some have an ingredient called guarana. Guarana is four times more a stimulant than caffeine. In addition, they add some amount of vitamins, especially vitamin B. Surely, the amount of sugar that's in these drinks will give the person a high. But then, once the effect of the sugar and the stimulant like guarana comes down, then this high wears off as well. It's not the kind of high you get because you have lots of energy and you have a revving metabolism. And yet, people stock these in the fridge to have them on hand when they need to feel energized and when they have deadlines to meet or when they are totally exhausted. Now what about the tetra packs that have the so-called fruit juices in them? Let's look at what one of the most common brands have. I've chosen the pomegranate juice. And there was a time when I used to guzzle it, thinking it's healthy. So what does it have? It has water, pomegranate juice, 25%. It's supposed to be pomegranate juice and it only has 25% of pomegranate, okay? The rest of the contents are sugar, liquid glucose, pomegranate juice concentrate, and a lot of other additives. Why sugar and liquid glucose? Well, if it didn't taste that good, People wouldn't be chugging them, would they? And yet, we buy this and stock it because we are told repeatedly through advertisements that these are healthy. And finally, this is the last one, I promise. You know the meal replacement drinks that many people have? The sugar-free drinks, in quotes, sugar-free? Let's see what they have. Maltodextrin, which is a very highly processed starch. It's worse than white sugar in terms of the amount of sugar it releases into the blood. 
they have fructo oligosaccharides which is an artificial sweetener and they contain sucralose another artificial sweetener artificial sweeteners like sucralose harm the digestive tract they kill the good bacteria in our gut and with prolonged use of synthetic sweeteners there is risk of cancer as well and yet these are peddled as health drinks and meal replacements we need to be careful if you've seen the reels i post on instagram you would have noticed that i use monk fruit based sweeteners we can also use stevia and even then desserts which contain sugar mimicking agents should be had once in a while as a treat it should not be a habit all these drinks that are touted as meal replacements and protein shakes mm, not as beneficial as they claim to be so we've now looked at some of the common foods that we consume and i've tried to explain how we need to discern the kind of ingredients used in them like i explained before if there's no nourishment in the food it will probably just get stored up in the body remember the example of the gift if someone loves you and gives you a gift and you are so excited that you just rip off the wrapping and you get a beautiful sweater but and here's the catch you live in a very hot and humid place what would you do with that sweater you can't use it so you would probably fold it and store it in the cupboard same with food tasty yummy but no nourishment the calories would just end up as stored fat if the food has toxins like sucralose and other additives then they will probably even cause inflammation and serious damage to the body and the longer we continue to use them we are just causing ourselves harm now it's not all bad news hey i'm a foodie myself today with awareness growing on health and fitness we have so many good and tasty options when it comes to bread or pizza or rotis we don't have to give up every food that we like just in order to stay well but we need to think about the ingredients in the food and see that they are not inflammatory we then need to do a little bit of research to see what are the better options that we have so instead of maida bread we can look at bread made from millets you can have bread made from almond flour or coconut flour these options are available and don't believe that wheat bread or brown bread is just wheat based bread read the ingredients because many companies use a mix of wheat and maida while making the bread pizza bases can be made from almond flour or cauliflower or even from meat and trust me pizza is one of my favorite food so i have tried various ways of making pizza at home in fact on the wellberry youtube channel there are recipes for meat based pizza for the almond flour pizza base and even for low carb rotis go ahead have a look in summary what i'm saying is that the next time you want to have cake for a meal and you're absolutely sure that nothing else will satisfy you then go ahead but just make sure that there's a good amount of protein and fiber in your tummy as well that way there won't be a large sugar spike and there won't be very large insulin spikes in the blood after the cake 
If you are diabetic or obese or have other insulin resistance issues, then choose a different kind of cake which is safe for you to have. In other words, with a little bit of thought, you can have your cake and eat it too. I hope that this podcast has thrown some light with regards to what bad calories are. And if it has, then please do share it with others. And I'll be back with a new episode. I'll be back. <laughs> Reminds me of the Terminator. So that's all for today. This is Nirmala signing out. And remember that wellness begins with your plate.